Please be seated. I'd like to start by saying that our Zoom evening prayer service is one of the spaces in the Ascension community where all the things can be found. Love and safety and feelings of belonging. This is partly true for me because of how often it becomes the place where it's okay to drift into the day's scriptures with a sense of refreshment and the kind of freedom from which encouraging discoveries are often made. It's led me to interpretations of Jesus' teachings that reaffirm how God's desire for the world has almost everything to do with our coming into communion with God and how being in communion with God happens by being in communion with one another and all of creation. You know, one another and all of creation being pretty much what we have to work with. And while this is pretty wonderful in the abstract, the question soon becomes what it actually means in a world that more and more seems overwhelmed by injustice. Ah, where to begin? We've just entered the liturgical season of Epiphany. Beginning today and for seven straight Sundays, we will wend our theological way through gospel lessons having to do with disclosure of the Christ event in the world. We'll ponder together and explore its implications, both spiritual and practical. We begin today with Jesus' baptism, what that reveals about him. And we'll move from there over the weeks through what's revealed about him in his ministry, his teachings and healings. The season, as always, closing with Jesus' transfiguration, which is the brilliant climax of phase one of his earthly ministry and an immensely powerful connection to the realm of the divine. And I love that, a connection to the realm of the divine. And I love wondering about what that means regarding making communion. Today's gospel offers us some clues. And as we wade into those waters, I wanna ask you to try to hold in proximity of thought Today's after-church adult forum will discuss the rise of white Christian nationalism in the United States and how it's given permission for far too many so-called Christians to display anything but connection to the realm of the divine, the opposite of communion making, and how such display so thinly veils the most disturbing historical horrors. We get a wonderful glimpse of God's desire for us in today's gospel moment. It's five short verses, but they have incredible resonance. You can practically feel them trying to expand into human experience. Just imagine 
how intuitive the crazy desert troll cum mystical baptizer must be in this moment. His cousin, the one about whom he's been ranting for weeks, maybe months, glides into the river, smiling. Wait, what? John says. Shh, says Jesus. And beaming, gently gives John the power, saying, in this way, we will fulfill all righteousness. Aha, righteousness, hold that thought. But what a moment. God giving a human being the power. In this instance, the power to reveal God's very presence among us. The power to bring on the sudden opening of heaven and all that comes with it. To describe this little exchange as extraordinary doesn't even come close. It's a whole new level. But that's what Jesus does. Think of the feeding of the multitude when he says, you give them something to eat. Or the Last Supper, go and do quickly what you must do. Jesus is all about empowering human beings to make whatever needs to happen in the world happen in order to fulfill all righteousness. Okay, so righteousness. A pretty loaded term, right? It's kind of like repent, which after eons of Christian interpretation has been absurdly freighted with shame, pretty much turning it into a weapon when, after all, it simply means to turn. So what does righteousness mean? Think of how it's used in the world, how it's interpreted. And if that's too murky for you, think of how it's so often understood in terms of the Christian right, or worse yet, Congress. And then, notice just for a second how righteous I have just become all of a sudden in response to those I am calling misinterpreters. Yes, righteous is indeed a loaded term. What to do, what to do. So Jesus uses the term righteousness, right? And we are given to believe he's greatly interested in helping us come into communion with God by coming into communion with each other and all of creation. And he's about empowering us to do so. It is beginning to seem like the engine inside his interpretation wants to sound something like this. Is your righteousness about separating people or bringing people together? Dividing or togethering? It'll be interesting to see how this gains traction in our forum later, don't you think? I had initially thought to talk this morning about baptism as a thing to create visions of the heavens opening on all those wonderfully spirit-filled occasions baptism features in our primary worship. How celebratory it is and the power of its resonance. But then, honestly, the question of how it is or is not significant in the rest of life began tugging at me. Our opening collect this morning refers to all who are baptized, which initially sort of furrowed my brow for a minute. Maybe then it's especially auspicious 
the focus of our forum today, because I, I can't deny having some uneasiness about tribal identity and the making of communion in the world. And then the tugging inside began to take the shape of a question. Is the effect of baptism and the heavens opening up limited to receipt of the ritual? Please don't misunderstand me. I am not advocating for abolishing baptism, far from it. But I am wondering about expanding the love in it. And then I had to let go of that question. I tied it up with a pink ribbon and blew it into the future with a hope for some wisdom because my focus was suddenly required elsewhere. And the next thing I knew, I was in a spiritual direction encounter hearing an exasperated person's pained examination of resentment. Their genuinely righteous and togethering work situation had lately involved a series of barriers being thrown up by various players motivated by power. All too typical stuff, I'm afraid. But our talk was about their own resentment response. And we haltingly explored how God wants to be present. Full disclosure, I received their permission to refer to this exchange because of where it went. They said, I don't understand why I'm having such difficulty. Why is it so hard to stop myself from falling into that dark spiral of retaliation fantasy? And I'm thinking, whew, you're singing my song, but I said nothing. They kept talking. There were lots and lots of feelings until out of the frustration, a light began to flicker. I mean, they said, it's not like I go there all the time. I'm a happy person mostly. I find joy and I bring joy pretty often. There really is goodness in my life. So, almost desperately, I ventured, okay, so tell me some of the goodness. Well, before too long, we were chuckling about some of the funny things in life. You know, the ironies, the, the quirky hurdles that weren't so frustrating. The ones that turned out to be doable. And soon the conversation began to become about real beauty in life. And the energy shifted. I heard about some watershed moments. And other times, you know, little joys that, like that funny exchange with the darling waiter at their favorite restaurant or the sweet clerk at the green market. And we agreed that it would be so helpful if that mindset of joy, that, that feeling of confidence in love and safety and belonging could be made portable, could even be projected you know, tied up with a pink ribbon and blown into future encounters near and far. Wouldn't that make a difference? Would it? And I began to wonder if it could have the power to make righteousness the color of together rather than divide it. I don't know, maybe this, maybe this is something you do already. But it was a refreshing thought for me to think that this may have something to do with what Jesus does when he gives the kind of power that can open the heavens. 
And I left that encounter wondering if what had happened wasn't somehow connected to the effect that baptism wants to have in the world. A connection to the realm of the divine that amounts to something like rebaptism happening over and over again throughout our lives. The point being that we each have the power to bring it about in ways that might make for more together than divided. And maybe most of all, how it's meant to flow from all kinds of personal engagement, even if, or maybe especially, if that engagement gets off to a bumpy start. It sure felt like the heavens had opened up just a little bit, and that maybe God was saying something about being just a little pleased. Amen.